Ashley. <laughs> I hate you. I love you too. Oh my god. Hey guys. Hi guys. We're back. We've been gone for a minute, but we're back with the jump off. Hey. What episode is this? Probably like fifteen or sixteen. Hmm. Let's go look real quick. Hmm. Why? I want to see. I want to have like a cute little catchphrase. I don't know. Oh, well, I can't. I can't exit out to see the number. Okay. Oh no, we're fourteen. Oh, fourteen. We're fourteen year olds, one really teenagers at this point. We talk back and we have an attitude and we roll our necks and we have flip phones. Our grades are slipping. Um. Well, no, my grades weren't bad. My problem always was, you know, her grades are very nice, but she's just so talkative. I was a solid B student at this point. Yeah, yeah, I was a solid B student after a little screw up. No, I was just a freshman when I was 14 because my birthday is right before school starts. So I was 14. And yeah, we're just starting high school. We're, this is our freshman episode. We walk around the mall and don't buy shit. Damn. Read me. <laughs> How are you? Are you sipping on anything today? Uh. Oh, what was that? Friday, Friday. Um, one of the girls who I work with, she's getting married next week, so we had like a little office bridal shower for her. And my boss made church punch, and she sent me home with like a picture of it. So I just put some rum in the church punch. Oh, I am sipping on H two O. Hey, because I am recouping after a night out, and I'm an old bitch. Don't tell the folks at Coyote Ugly. <laughs> hell no h2o hell no h yes but i am that's drinking actually it. the movie that made me want to be a bartender it's all tyra banks's fault she was the she was the worst dancer out of all the people in that movie she was the worst but she made enough money to pay for law school and i was like i want to do that <laughs> come on tyra i am Thank drinking you. my water out of a game cock tumbler though so i'd like to that's imagine awesome. that i'm drinking some alcohol Gamecock football season is upon us. Do you have any predictions? I predict we will have another year of um, mediocre plays, mm-hmm. um, low rankings, mm-hmm. and quiet as it's kept. I'm hoping we get a new coach at the end of the season. You don't let Coach Boone? M- much champ? Mm-hmm. I was not a fan. He was an awful coach at Florida after Urban mm. Meyer left. Terrible. Terrible. That was like a shitty era for Florida. They lost to everybody. And then when he was announced as our coach, I was like, but why? So, no, I want him to leave. Mm, I feel you. I don't have time. I've never lost to Clemson. Yeah, I want to say right after I graduated, that was when that shit happened. And I was like, you know what? This has nothing to do with me. So, you know, I'm going to leave y'all to it. But yeah, shout out to the illustrious University of South Carolina, the real USC, Garnet and Black. 1801. Hey, 1801. Rip your set. All right. So, do you have any big ups this week? I actually don't. Okay. So, you can take it away. Okay. So, um, my first big up is going to. One of my good friends from college, her name is Naisha. She recently started a credit repair business. It's called Chandler's Credit Repair. I will have the info for y'all in the bio. 
Y'all, she getting people cars and houses and, you know, higher credit scores. And she doesn't use a third party. She does all of the legwork. So please support her. Check her out. And if you need your credit report handled, call sis. Let her, let her make your life better. Let her help you. Let her help you live your best life. And speaking of living your best life, um, another good friend of mine from college. This is just all USC glee. Like, you know, USC just out here doing things. Um, flip. Hey. Even on ball. <laughs> Next shout out goes to my friend Kiara Walker. Kiara has started a podcast called The Arc Of, and it's a curated podcast experience that is really rooted in just helping you discover your what is already inside of you to help you live your best and most fulfilling life. Um, it reminds me of the humanist theory and just how we are all equipped with the tools that we need to live the most abundant and successful lives we can. And her first episode, I want to say it's called The Art of Progress and Not Perfection. Amazing first episode. I'm very excited for y'all to check it out. Um, let's see. Shout out to the Polish Passport, my homegirl Desiree. Desiree, I love you, your fine ass girl. Desiree, my homegirl, <laughs> has started a YouTube channel that is not only going to document her as a beauty blogger, but also her travels. Desiree cannot sit, sit still. Um, homegirl's passport is like a textbook at this point. That's what's up. I'm all I for black her. people traveling. Yeah, shout out to black people traveling. Amen. Amen. So shout out to the Polish Polish Passport. And finally, shout out to Dr. Blake Banner, another Gamecock alum. Um, Blake and her sister Crystal have started a series of projects to where they kind of do like healing elements. Blake is a doctor of physical therapy. She got her doctorate from FAMU, I believe. And she recently started a website that focuses on wellness and holistic healing. And she and her sister recently have released a tarot card deck, an affirmation card deck, and these amazing sage sticks that are sage, um, rose, hip, uh, frankincense, I think. And they also come with a charged selenite crystal. Amazing product. Very professional. It ships within like two, three days after you order it. Just really amazing projects. And I just wanted to shout all of them out. I want to give a shout out to my cousin Alexis, who is here with me. Hello. Um, she's a Winthrop. What are y'all, Eagles? Yes. So she, she was kind of throwing a little side eye as we were talking about. Oh, my God. Illustrious. We have a live audience today? We have a live audience. Hey. Alexis hey. is leaving this Thursday to become an RA during her oh. sophomore year at Winthrop University. Say hi to the people. She did a hair, but they can't see you. Okay. <laughs> so Alexis, shout out to her. Keep Lysol, Gatorade, and green tea in your room, sweetheart. Yes, ma'am. Lysol. Lysol. And I also, because we were talking about Black people traveling, I have a mutual friend of mine that went to high school with me. Her name is Anita. She recently started a um, Black travel like blog, actually. Ooh. And I have the Instagram name. It's travel is D underscore new black. She's all about traveling and living your best life. Living your best life. Hey. Hey, hey. messing around with you. Yes. So. <laughs> 
All right. Now that we got all that positivity out the way. Yeah. The trash girl. <laughs> Rubs so, hands like Birdman. Do you want to start with Okay, I'm going to give you a series of words. <laughs> Tell me <laughs> what word sticks out to you the most and we'll start with that. So okay. are you ready? Okay. Um precious. Mhm. Possum. Mhm. Um, what's the third word? Uh, po' boys. Oh, wow, so three P's. I'll take possum for 300, Alex. Okay, so let's talk about Blake Griffin. (laughs) Oh, my God. Shout out to my homeboy, Victor Forrest. Vic and I have been friends since college, and I'll never forget. Vic said that, I think we were drunk. This was right after we participated in the four loco Olympics. Oh, my God. And, um... Oh, college, but yeah. So oh my god! Olympics, <laughs> and Vic was drunk and was like, "Y'all ever noticed that Blake Griffin looks like a possum?" And I've never been able to unsee it. So, um, for those who don't know, Blake Griffin has been a major topic of discussion lately. Uh, Kiki, you want to tell the good folks why? Y'all niggas want to talk about Drake hiding babies. Blake Griffin been hiding babies for the past five years, I feel like, with the same bitch. I'm sorry, with the same woman. I take that back. (laughs) So I remember, this is how old this tea was. I found out Blake Griffin had a baby on Tumblr. Yes, take it back. He had a son with, um, do you know his baby mother's name? I think her name is Bryn. Bryn, she's the sister of a University of Southern Cal uh, quarterback. Bryn Harmon, I think. Probably something like that. She and Blake had been seeing each other, and she became preg- she became pregnant with his son a couple years back, but he would never publicly claim his son. I don't know if he didn't believe that he was the dad or whatever the case was. So fast forward a couple more years, and she has, a, I believe, a daughter this time, right? Mm-hmm. She has another baby for him, and I guess he made her believe that he was going to marry her and make an honest woman out of her. And then fast forward, he's leaving the club with Kendall. Mm. Kendall Jenner Kardashian. Mm. Bruce's daughter. And um, she was like, you know what? I'm going to put your ass on blast because you're not a great father. You've wasted my formative years of my life. So now sis is putting, well, not putting him, but requesting child support in the sum of $258,000 a month, mm-hmm. which isn't even hitting his pockets. It's 9% of his annual income. 9%. 9%. Okay. But yeah. this sparked a huge debate on Twitter this week. Who shall call? Lord, I'm sorry. I was about to say something that was offensive. Say it. Not supposed to be offensive. <laughs> well, no, because it would have it, it shaded someone who I did not mean to shade. Um... Let's see. What can I call these niggas? Up? Oh yeah, I don't feel like wearing a condom, but I also don't want to pay child support. Twitter was up and on, <sighs> and the first thing, um, shout out to V the Esquire on Twitter. He put this in perspective because sometimes Twitter niggas be trying to make rich people problems they problems, and in the words of Joanne the scammer, you don't compare when you don't compete. Okay, so. <laughs> Vince said that 9% of, because I want to say Blake Griffin makes $3.8 million a year, I think. 
which is being very generous because he doesn't really do anything on the Clippers. Oh, well, yeah, I think, which is generous because when was the last time we heard Blake Griffin? He's always getting injured. Ciao. I've been following his basketball career for a hot little minute now, and it's, I mean, the last big thing he did was jump over the hood of that Kia. Oh, child, the weak ankles. Anyways, <laughs> um, basically, wobbly, wobbly. At least me and Derek, you know what? I stop, to... stop, stop, stop. Oh, I'm sorry. Stop that nigga got noodles for an ACL. Fuck stop you. It. Stop sorry. It. Rubber band man. Rubber band man. <laughs> okay, back on task. Um, but yeah, so basically, Blake Griffin's median income is like 3.9. Three point eight million, and nine percent of that is the two hundred and fifty eight thousand. So he was like, basically, if you was making that money, like in reality, that's three hundred and seventy five dollars for you regular niggas. And some of y'all can't even pay that. Some of y'all can't even pay for the four for four at Wendy's. <laughs> four four four. And the point of it is. Y'all are good. Your dusty ass dollars that you barely made or you barely earned from wherever it is that you work, trust me, they're safe. And even if they weren't safe, damn, you don't want to take care of your child? I don't like that whenever um, child support news goes public. Men, it seems like I could be wrong. The majority of men are always like, why is she asking for so much? Why so and so? Why? So? This girl comes for money. So, I mean, and, and he's their father. It's his duty to support his children. I don't understand why that concept is so, I don't know, outdated to y'all. I could really go deep, but I'm not going to go deep because I don't want to be disrespectful to people. But um, if you can lay down and make the baby, you should be able to get up and take care of the baby. Um, let's say. Let's see. Um, because I'm, I'm trying to make sure I have my facts right. And I will go ahead and say, if I am wrong, any of our legal eagles, our lawyer friends, especially <laughs> in family law, please correct me. But it is my understanding that the whole point of child support is based on, and the way it is calculated is, what would your child have if both parents were still in the household? Well, if both parents were still together. Basically, it is to keep up with the child's lifestyle. So say, for instance, if $375 a month would have been spent if both parents were together and living in the same household and combining their incomes to financially support the child, that is what each parent would put into their child. So let's say, matter of fact, not even 375, what's 375 plus, what's double that? Y'all know I'm bad with math. What is that, 800 something? Sounds about right. Ain't child care like $1,000 <laughs> a day a month? Yes. Child care is all, child care is as high as most of these niggas' mortgages. These kids is always grown at the speed of light, eating all this damn organic food. They come snatches. They got all this energy, so you know they running out. Y'all running all the the um light bill and the utilities. They gotta wash. You know you got to feed them. You gotta have Wi Fi. Gotta have Wi Fi. <laughs> funky ass tablets, cause none of these kids in the new generation like to play outside. Like you gotta spend money to. Uh, God forbid if they get sick, you have to take them to the doctor. You oh have my to God, they break money. an arm, they break a leg, they lose an eye. <sighs> Lord have me. Just the fees do not stop. So the point I'm trying to make is 
the whole point of child support is to make sure that your child does not miss out on anything. It should not be traumatic thing that God forbid if your child needed a life-saving operation that you would be able to at least contribute to the down payment or deposit the insurance people needed before they could proceed. Or if your child decides they want to go on a field trip or they need clothes, it should not be on the parent, male or mom or dad, to have to come up with all that money by themselves. There should be some form of financial cushion. I'm not here to speak about how much it should be, but you should not be so vexed to take care of your fucking child. I and you have, it's not like the nigga doesn't have a job. Child, I'm over it. And okay. I said nigga because he is black. <laughs> he is. Possum is black. He's just pale. He's black. His daddy is. Okay. Moving on. Speaking of basketball, I want to give a shout out to LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James. <laughs> shout out to LeBron James on Oprah. Dylon, Dylon, Dylon. Dylon, Dylon, Dylon. <laughs> Top five rappers. Top five, top five, top five. <laughs> um, LeBron James has opened his public school, which it's a public school, not mm-hmm. a charter school. A lot of people, I think, didn't realize that that's like a very life-changing thing because while charter schools were originally meant to level the playing field, of now they have unfortunately progressed into a way of just deepening that divide based on class and economic stability. So for LeBron to open a public school in an area that is primarily serving at-risk children, but also their parents can get services at their school. These kids get three meals a day plus snacks. They, they, and I like the fact that he modeled it after a work day. So school starts at nine and they get out at five. The school year is a little bit longer and it's all geared towards making sure they are prepared for not work for career readiness. So if they decide to go to college, they will have money. To, they will be, they will have money. I think the University of Akron, they get full tuition. Mm-hmm. But also, they will have career readiness programs. So if they decide to enter the workforce or go into the military, whatever them babies decide to do after they graduate, they will have support. And that is such a huge thing. I have nothing bad to say about LeBron. Mm-hmm. Thank you, sir. Um, I will say that this... Y'all ever notice how men make everything a fucking pissing contest? Mm. Like, I don't get it. But I will say that the pissing contest <laughs> in this regard is who can be the most charitable ass person I like those types of pissing contests. I don't care about who has the baddest woman or the baddest bitch or the baddest side chick. I don't care about who bought the most elaborate jewelry from the jeweler. I don't care about who bought the most expensive car, who built the biggest house. I care about who raised the financial literacy of at-risk people in their hometown. Who got more kids' school supplies? Who was able to get more kids sent to college who would not have possibly been able to go? Who was able to get more people registered for GED classes and job training? That's the type of pissing contest I like to see. You see what I'm saying? I like that our public figures such as athletes and celebrities are doing this because our own government won't even do this shit. Ciao. Hello. Did you know that Akon actually 
offered to provide Akon is like um, Captain Planet really (laughs) he offered to provide like the money and the labor and the supplies to rebuild the water system in Flint and do you know the government told him he was not allowed he wasn't allowed and he what did he do um provided didn't he like help set up the entire infrastructure of a I forgot the town I forget the town, but I know he basically created like a whole electric and solar grid in the country. And that's just like, yes. If if these people got them, like, why, why are y'all mad? Like, why, why, why? I just, I don't get it. Shout out to LeBron. I have nothing bad to say about you. Do you? Dylan, Dylan, Dylan. Dylan. Okay. So. (laughs) Are we going to talk about bad New Orleans accents? Ah! <laughs> I just want to preface this by saying, Drake, I don't know what you've been doing lately, but I'm here <laughs> for it. I My body is ready. That horrible New Orleans accent, I don't care. The, the, the gold in your mouth, I'm here for it. I don't know why. <laughs> I've never been attracted to Drake like I am now. I don't know what's wrong with me. I've always stand for Drake. I've been standing for Drake since he was Aubrey Graham. I've stand for his music, but never on a level of this physically. I've been physically standing for Drake since he was Jimmy Brooks. Okay. Like since before he got shot in the wheelchair. That's how long I've been in a love affair with Drake, Aubrey Graham. I'm here for it. I, all of you. I know Drake got a big dick. I just know he has it. Oh I believe God. it. I said it. I said it. I said it. I think Drake got a monster. You feel like he fucking with a kosher pickle? I, I feel like it. He is hoeing out here way too much. He has the confidence of somebody with a big dick. Big dick energy. Oh my God. <laughs> Drake, I'm here for it. Oh God. Kiki likes it. Yes. Uh, we know this Kiki loves him. Yes. I'm writing. Uh, I bet you are, sis. I bet you are. <laughs> The beard, the muscle, it's just everything. He's he's daddy. I'm oh, sorry. Child. That was my last moment of the podcast. I'm sorry, y'all. Drake has just been doing something to me lately, and I cannot explain it. You're yummy. Just delicious looking. <laughs> okay. Um, I love the video. Um, the video? Oh, oh, my God. Free JT. Free JT. <sighs> Risha, girl. She held I it down. You. Risha has been holding it now. They got Risha going on tour by herself, which someone was like, So are they going to shelve them until 2020? And I was like, Hell no. P and Coach K are smart. They know that they knew when the time was going to come that JT was going to have to go to jail and serve her sentence. So they had JT and Risha working on these songs, working on these features, shooting these videos so that they would have enough content. And Risha got star power by herself. That's the thing. They're both good individually, but together they be shutting shit down. So they knew that Risha had it in her to hold things down while JT was gone. And I just really hope JT gets out early. I don't care what she did. Free my nigga. <laughs> and they put out a solid body of work with the period album. Period. 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 I'm going to go home and wrap Titan up right after we finish recording. <laughs> oh my god. I love it. But um shout out to Risha Free JT. Um Shiggy was in the video. I know y'all are probably happy. I don't really understand Shiggy. Um how, Me either. How did, how did Shiggy get famous? 
I so, okay, so someone explained to me. Shout out to um Desha Desho. I'm gonna get the name right on Twitter because I was like, who the fuck is Shiggy? And she was like, he got famous off of Vine. Okay. At Day Wonder, if you told me that, thank you for telling me who the fuck Shiggy was. Because I was like, y'all, who is Shiggy? Yeah, I don't I, think that's in my age group, so I probably shouldn't have known who he was anyway. Mm. Um, like people I remember from Vine, I remember Tokyo Vanity. <laughs> you better. I don't remember oh. people from Vine. I remember um, what's Rennie? Call him Rennie was on Vine. He was hilarious. Um, dang. There's plenty of other people who's Vine, and now they're like legit IG and YouTube people. I'll figure out their. I remember their names. Who's the girl who um does like the great Beyonce impersonations? Sky Townsend. Yes. Yeah. I remember her. That's about it. Yeah, I remember her. One day we're gonna talk about the cultural significance of her father. Robert Townsend was the ultimate 90s. You're going to make guy. me cry. I oh love Robert Townsend. I Robert was watching his Townsend movie the other day. is a legend. Legendary. Uh, I'm not even going to We're not going to get into it. I'm going to get emotional because literally my childhood, like parenthood, um, what is it? Hollywood <laughs> Shuffle. Hollywood Shuffle, Meteor Man. Meteor Man. Oh my gosh. Oh. Y'all talk about Bill Cosby. No, he was a better version in my opinion. Just you're not, you're not lying. Just putting out black content, black ass content, continually and, for and the nineties. Intentional with his content. I want to say the last project he did. Um, he got it to where I want to say it was children in the inner city of Miami, like in different boys and girls club, would be able to work as production assistants on the set, and they got paid. I stand a legend. I, I stand. Okay. This is not about Uncle Robert, though. <laughs> but. <laughs> and y'all respect him as such. There's no damn respect on his name. We're going to talk about people who ain't been getting their respect because Miss <sighs> Elliot was robbed again. I like J-Lo. Yes. No, no dis. No shade to J-Lo. J-Lo even said herself she felt like Missy should have gotten it before her, though. So in, like, reality, we're not saying anything wrong. We're just stating facts. All facts. No printer. MTV, I guess they just don't have the time, but it, it is what it is. They might not have the budget because Missy Elliott deserves, Missy Elliott deserves, like, the stars, the moon, um, like, half the planets. Like, she just deserves she is responsible for so many of y'all faves this song. And I find it interesting that she, I think it was during Black History, Black Music Month in June, she tweeted like once a day a song that she wrote. And in the comments, every time it would be, I didn't know you wrote this song. I didn't know you had producing credits on this song. Missy Elliott is responsible for a significant portion of 80% y'all percent of the music that we heard in the 90s. Thank you. Thank you. And just videos alone. like oh That's God. my whole thing about it. I was like, okay, so Video Vanguard. I don't really remember. The only J-Lo video I know that slaps is when she was dating Ben Affleck and he was rubbing on her ass on that yacht. That's <laughs> probably about it. J-Lo does good. I remember yes. J-Lo videos. I, I compared remember- to Missy, I said it. I'm Like I said, J-Lo said it herself. She felt like <laughs> while she is honored, 
she doesn't think that she should have gotten it first base. She also her, said so um, Lady Gaga and Missy should have gotten it before her. Mm-hmm. And with Lady Gaga being a newer artist than her, I thought that spoke volumes. Mm-hmm. Sis knows she's aware. Yeah, Sis knows she's aware. She understands. She's humble about it. And we we stand a humble. We stand a humble legend. We stand a humble dancing legend. Don't get it twisted now. Like, first of all, we were all waiting for tonight. Remember that? <laughs> we were all waiting for tonight. Um, I remember her highlight in that video, and I was like, I want green highlight on my cheekbones. Waiting for tonight. That was that millennium. Okay, anyway, showing my age. Girl, I had a karaoke session in my car coming back from Spartanburg yesterday from the Backstreet Boys, and I thought to myself, I'm really going to be embarrassing my kids, dropping them off to school, blasting I Want It That Way. Tell me why. Ain't nothing but a heart. Tell me why. Stop everything. Let's talk about how for the longest time I thought AJ was a black man on Backstreet. AJ got he soul. soul. AJ was singing down. His edges were always laid. His Jericho was, was also crisp. significantly older than them, wasn't he? I don't remember. I just I just know before NSYNC there was Backstreet Boys. And AJ, I was here for them. AJ walked so JC Shazay could run. Okay. Hey! All right. Are we done standing? For Tell this? me why. Heartache. Um, <laughs> what what's what's next on topics? Because I, I speaking of music, I have something I want to insert. I have a message. Okay, we have one more topic. So you can go ahead. Nikki, this is now your five hundredth pushback. Kiki, no, I don't want to do this. <laughs> Nikki, this is your five hundredth pushback. I already told you we didn't want the album. We don't. We don't need the album anymore. Let's just cancel the whole thing. That's all I had to say. What's the next topic? Um, Precious. <laughs> no, but um, apparently Monique got a sister named Roseanne. I already told y'all in previous episodes. I know a lot of y'all have this bleeding heart for Monique. I, I don't have it. I'm sorry. If but it changes every other one minute. People like Monique and then the next they don't. And then when Lee Daniels was on video, you know, with um, Dame Dash <laughs> trying to get his paycheck back. Y'all like, do y'all believe Monique now? It's like, no, I, I still don't know. Like I said, I'm not. You no. can take my black card. It's fine. I didn't know how to play spades anyway. Like, um, I just don't have it. I don't have it for that woman. I get it. I, I get it, y'all. The Parkers is fucking hilarious. Iconic. I watched the scene where TT the clown died. <laughs> I'ma kill him. I'ma kill him. I'ma kill him. Tito! Bam. Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. Tears on the side of my face because I laughed so hard. I, first of all, the, matter of fact, Countess Vaughn was funny too. We not gonna talk about it. But we glue. <sighs> I, Kiki, I'm not dealing with you today. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Oh God! <laughs> oh God! Do you love him, <laughs> ma'am? Let's go. Um, okay. Yeah, I just, I get it. Monique is funny. I, well, was, was funny. 
I think no, I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. All I'm gonna say is I get why y'all, I I get it. However, there is a time and a place where we have to acknowledge that sometimes <laughs> something in the milk just don't be clean. I um, thought the bitch was white. Rose, y'all really? <laughs> As I told y'all, Roseanne was already on my shit list for that Nazi photo shoot she did. So, like, I was already looking at this like, eh, okay, whatever. I'm going to let y'all have it. I get it. That was y'all childhood. Once again, I didn't watch Roseanne as a kid because my mom was like, if you want to see white trash, go walk down the road. There's your white trash. But I was like, well, the show, the reboot is doing good. Everybody likes it. It must be fine. <sighs> Ma'am, do you really think that calling the woman a monkey wasn't bad enough? So <laughs> your defense of it is in a drunken high rage to say what <laughs> Kid Fury said she looked like a wet Whole Foods bag. <laughs> Too much tan. <laughs> Too much, too much. She thought the bitch was white. Next, next topic. I can't stay on Roseanne too long. Yeah, Monique, girl, of all the hills to die on, we were already looking at you sideways for dying on the hill about boycotting Netflix. Sis, sis, get real. But um, this Monique, which we I weren't, mean, we weren't gonna cancel our subscriptions anyway. But you tried it. My thing is, what did was Roseanne around when this whole Monique thing happened? Was Roseanne going on a press tour talking? She about was doing her? a press tour because her show was coming back. No, but I'm saying like when, whenever Monique, because it's the um not rumor, but the story about Monique being difficult is like years old. Was Roseanne going on press tours talking about that's my sister? No, she didn't. Sis was trying to get her coin. That's all, all I'm saying. Is y'all be riding? She didn't take people. up for her. Y'all be riding for people who won't even get in the car for you. The end. And on that note, let's take a quick break and then we're going to come back with some TV talk. Oh, Lord. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I thought the bitch was white. Okay, we're going to take a break. (sighs) All right, we back at it with the back at it. We're black. Um, quick. Well, real. Well, I'm trying to think. Do we want to start off with reality? Or want to start off with scripted? Let's do reality. Let's get that out of the way. Okay. Um, Real Housewives of Potomac. The season is over tonight. They're doing a three part um reunion. Uh, this three parts. Yeah. Girl, bye. Andy be fucking trying it. <laughs> Didn't he get cursed off for doing that four-part um, Atlanta reunion like two years ago? He did because they waited until the third <laughs> to be like, drop the bomb. The end of the third. But anyway, yeah, Patanka is over. Yeah, Patanka is over. Um, the reunion was already taped. Apparently, I hate to say it, but like, Giselle makes it so hard to root for her because the bitch is just problematic. It's just like I'm, 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 I'm genuinely disappointed. But Monique is pregnant. She has this cute, adorable little baby bump, so I'm very excited for her. 
Um, as they know on the show, she actually had a miscarriage. So I was very happy to hear that she and her husband were able to conceive again. And I wish her a very healthy pregnancy. Karen is still lying. Um, Karen, I get it. Just tell us you don't want business. Just tell us you just want us in. You don't want us in your business, auntie. That's perfectly fine. It's okay. It's or okay just get off the show because they're just continuously going to be in her business. Child. Just get off the there show. That was that. Um, what else happened? Yeah, that Candace. Candace is yeah. Wig, ma'am, you own a weave line. That is all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> um, Ashley, go ahead and divorce that man. I get, I get. You don't want to take this L on this prenup, but sis, this man basically is using your childhood trauma against you, and it's rude. Like you don't see that. What do you think, Kiki? I have no opinion on any of these dusty bitches. Okay. Except for Monique. I wish her a happy, healthy pregnancy as well. They're just tired. Um, They're tired. It started off really good, but by like the last four episodes, it was just very clear. The momentum fell deeply. Yeah, it's very clear that they tried to keep a storyline that was juicy in the beginning. Now, unfortunately, it just looks like it's being dragged out for no reason. Um, Real Housewives of Atlanta update. Kenya still doesn't have her peach, and I don't think she's gonna get it back. And Apparently, not gonna give it back to her girl. He homeboy's holding the grudge. Like, are you? He might be a Taurus. Are you reading me, sis? Yeah, he's upset. Homeboy is mad. Um, so yeah, Team Twirl was apparently outside of Bravo headquarters protesting all six of them. Um, <laughs> I saw three, you saw six, I saw three people with signs. I was you trying being to generous, be generous, girl. I was trying to, I'm a, we stand a cheerful giver, <laughs> but yeah, so there was that. Um, so you see the Married to Medicine, uh. Trailer. I was just, I was just about to get to that. Oh my god, I'm so excited. I'm scared. I, Somebody's gonna have to die. I mean, what else can happen? I can't believe they brought um Doctor Contessa. <laughs> Why are they I'm showing her baby her choking? Did you see her baby choking? Yeah, that was creepy. I wish they wasn't showing that. They don't need to show that. Cause I, I was scared for the baby. Like, I'm scared. I was, I, I was scared. Um, well, I don't know why Auntie Simone and Uncle Cecil can't get it together. I don't know because why. Simone doesn't want to be with Cecil, and I wish they would just stop playing games. I, he don't want to be with like, her, and she don't want to be with him. I can't do it anymore. Um, apparently, Doctor Jackie took Curtis back. Okay, I am not going to be here for another season of her pretending to like him and him sniffing up under her. I, I'm just, I'm over it. I'm over it. Go away. If, if you like it, I love it on you. Uh, for the first time <laughs> in like four seasons, Toya and Eugene ain't got no more money problems. Hey! We'll see. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. They brought Mariah Huck back. Next. Ooh. I'm very interested to see Quad and Dr. Greg's impending divorce. 
But just, one thing I want to say about Quad, I'm tired of you being the victim. Like, come on. Yeah. I need from you to what boss Mariah up. has told us and from what your husband has laid the tea about you, you are a natural born hustler. You were that bitch. Stop trying to play the victim. You knew what it was when you married Greg. Like, girl, if you wasn't ready, say so you wasn't ready. However, at this point, stop dragging this out. Divorce that man and go get pregnant by go get pregnant by someone else because you know that at the end of the day, the truth of the matter is you don't want that man to be your child's father. Which exactly. Wrong with that. I wish more women would say, you know, I don't think this nigga would be a good parent. <laughs> like, and that's okay to say. Or I don't think we would have a healthy parenting relationship. I think this is a if, toxic situation to bring a child into. Mm-hmm. And let's she not said do that. that but the homegirl still wants to do all this counseling stuff. No, ma'am. And on top of that, your husband is publicly disrespecting you at this point. Go ahead and go see Randy Kessler and them. Oh, I like and little biracial, ambiguously biracial Randy Kessler. He's, I'm sorry, you think he's racially ambiguous? He does. He looks like he has a little black in him. That man looks white as snow. I see a little melanin in him. He looks like a Puritan pilgrim, and yeah. that's... no shade. <laughs> Shout well, out yeah. to all the pilgrims out there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I was gonna say something else about Claude, but I forgot. Yeah, Doctor Greg humiliated you and got his dick sucked in a hotel room. It's time to that, let it go. If that was not the first inkling that you should tell this nigga where to go and how to get there. But now, I called in to Andy's radio show a couple months ago, and I said, do you really think that nothing happened in that hotel room? And he was like, no, of course not. Anyways. Um, so, yeah. Married the Medicine is back on September 2nd. Woohoo! Um, Get ready. Have your tears. Do you know what night that is? What night of the week that is? Because if it's Friday, I'm here for it. Let's look at the handy-dandy calendar, shall we? Other Sunday. Oh Lord, that's gonna be too much. They're giving them. Well, you more than likely what'll happen is they'll have they'll move Sunday, it, and then when Real Housewives of Atlanta comes back in November, they'll move it to Friday. Because think about it, they I think they thought moving it to Friday would be a test, and the joke was on them because niggas was like, "Oh, so we gotta watch on Friday? Okay, let me make sure I'm home." Because people were tweeting, live tweeting on Friday night, so it didn't work, Bravo. Nice try. Mm-hmm. We're still here. <laughs> still pretty. Still pretty. Um, Love and Flip Flop Hollywood is back. <sighs> I don't watch it. I just thought y'all would like to, you know. People have actually asked why we don't do um recaps of those shows, and I was like, I have to watch it. <laughs> That's painful. I mean, it's it's so some of it is so scripted at this point. Why don't we just recap the Young and the Restless for y'all? Who's yeah, nigga novella, nigga novella. I mean, Ash, if you want to review no, Love and Hip Hop Hollywood, no, I don't. You have. I mean, we we already said we were going to recap Insecure. Y'all are welcome. Like I said, <laughs> I don't I don't like recapping those shows because it is painful for me to watch them. Y'all see, I stopped recapping Black Ink Crew Chicago because it was too painful. Finally! These shows are awful. <laughs> like, there's awful, and then there's like, I can't bear to deal with this. I will say I was very entertained by um, A1, I think that's his name, Steak Sauce. 
he read K Michelle down for her life, and sis couldn't handle it. Um, so, he called her Moon Pie Head, Moon Pie Face Head ass, and oh sis, sis was lost. She couldn't even get her comebacks out. So, now I don't <laughs> have. I, oh, I will say, yeah, um, we need to talk about Brandy. Not even that. I might be. I'm. Well, yeah, I'm probably gonna get in trouble for saying this. I'm not mad at Monique. For trying to throw a chair at a pregnant woman, princess is an awful person. I'm sorry. Monique's trying to get off the show because she said she's like she feels she like a been wanted out and they just won't do it. And at this point, I'm just like sis. And like, first of all, Paris blockhead body refrigerated Perry ass looking ass bitch. Oh. Why the hell you? Why would you call? Why would you create problems for your pregnant friends? Like, if I if I had a pregnant home girl, because that's not her friend. Well, you know, coworker, like, worker, you right. Uh, if I wouldn't even do my coworkers like that, if I had a coworker who still insisted on being problematic and antagonistic and fighting people when she was pregnant, I would not encourage that. I would say, stay your blown up ass at home. Put your feet up. Drink, drink some water. Drink some ice chips. Eat what you crave and get you some pickles and ice cream. Do what you gotta do, sis. Keep, bake the baby. But you don't need to be in these streets fighting with people. Like, like Moni said, drop your kid, then we can see these hands. When you drop that demon seed, come and see. This. Like I said, I'm not mad at Moni's because um, Princess been talking that. I just don't like Princess. Never- I also feel like Princess at the same time could probably catch a chair and throw it back. Like, she has some pent-up energy from being mad at Ray J, so... She also used to fuck Floyd Mayweather, so I wouldn't be... Okay. I'm surprised she has a few tips. I I just would like to see the fight. Like, no security. I genuinely feel like it would be a fight to the death. No security. I don't know who... I genuinely don't know who would win, but I would root for Moniece. That's what I can say. Um, I feel like Moniece might put Princess in the hospital, but it would still be a good fight. I also want to say Brooke Valentine is so lame. Like what? what? I've been saying that for a whole year now, and nobody agrees with yeah, me. I'm I glad you agree. The first, the first season she was on there, and everybody was like, "But she's Brooke Valentine." I was like, "Who?" Like, sis needs a paycheck, and that's why she's here. She's she's lame. The guy who she's fucking is lame. Um, I actually sympathize with him now. Mm-hmm, okay. Uh, when niggas run game on you twice now, it's 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 your own fault. Uh, what I will say is Marcus and A1's friendship is an example of how you niggas be letting y'all friends run y'all lives. That's all I'm going to say about that. Are we here for Lyrica? No. <laughs> the live audience also said that. <laughs> I feel you, Lex. I feel you. Yeah. You guys said no. I like Lyrica. No. I like Lyrica on the first season. I like her. I liked her on the first season. Her and her mama that has the same name, you know, it's fine. But Lyrica Senior. She's, she's working, she worked, but she is going a little too hard to keep her role on the show when in reality she needs to be going hard in the studio and, you know, making her real money. But yeah, I'm just, and I just feel like all these shenanigans about the safari shit is so unnecessary. I'm over it. So yeah. <laughs> I we saw that pick a safari to Lyrica, even if you did do that, I would not blame First you. First of all, how did you do that? Like what the you know what? That's none of my business. Remember when Samantha sex in the city, she had to smoke that joint. <laughs> Next case. Next case. 
<laughs> okay. Um, before we leave reality, we have one more. Uh, so a certain show is coming back. <laughs> so I have told y'all, I'm probably not one. I did. I feel this is an episode. I'm gonna catch a lot of shit. Like people who've been like, I love Ashley. They're probably gonna hate me after this episode. That's cool. I'm I'm still be here, but um. So I um. I don't, like, get involved in, like, live tweeting or anything, but I still watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians. So, because (sighs) it's one of those reality shows that reminds (laughs) me, dang, these hoes dense. AF. Like, and this is just rich people problems that I don't want. So, the big promo that's been, like, making its way around Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the outlets, basically... The shit that pissed me off, I just want to start by this. I was very pissed off to find out that before the long promo leak, like when they first opened that they were going to do another season, I thought this was like a real family fight. Like I thought this was some shit like based off of, I thought maybe this was because Courtney was like, your husband is problematic, blah, blah, blah. These bitches are fighting over a fucking Christmas card. <sighs> really? Like, y'all got that energy over a Christmas card? I just want to know, like, what, 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 what part of the game is that? Do you know, Kiki? It just further, it just further cements my point of why really to the core, why I really can't stand Kim Kardashian, because on most days, I just, I, I don't have the energy for her. I just... This girl loves, she loves attention. I just... I know every nook and cranny of her cookie crunch. <laughs> Not cookie crunch. She just, her cookie, I said it, her cookie crunch. She just loves attention. And I think that's why I don't have any smoke with Kylie or Kendall. Like, they're not attention seekers. They don't need it. Kim constantly craves and needs attention. All I know is the promo that we see, these heifers is fighting about a scheduling thing for the photo shoot. Courtney's like, I don't want to be away from my kids that long. And Kim... All 17 of them. Okay. And Kim's like, but what else are you going to do but be with your kids? So an argument ensues. Um, Chris is like, I think, Chris is like, you sound like you're being kind of annoying, Courtney, whatever. And then Kim calls Courtney the least exciting person to look at. And while everyone is writing all these think pieces, I feel like a terrible person because I laugh. I'm sorry. Even if it wasn't an intelligent based clapback, y'all just be saying anything in arguments, and I find that so funny. The irony is she finds her the least interesting to look at because she still has a majority of her original body parts. Mm-hmm. Like, 80%? That's pretty good in Kardashian world. But, I mean, Courtney's yeah. ass isn't about to drop in two seconds. Accurate. But um, Courtney isn't on her seventeenth nose job, right? Or her sixth face. We have said several times Kim should have stopped at face number three. <laughs> face off. Face off. I want my but Kim. I I just don't understand why she was so upset because you know, yes, Courtney is boring. Courtney don't do shit. Courtney collects her paycheck, but I mean, she wants to be with her children and her young ass man. So. What's wrong with that? They both got young ass partners. I just find that so interesting. Like, I feel like her and Scott said who could find the younger one. And Scott was like, 
bitch, I'll see your 21-year-old and raise you 18. Are they still together? I don't know. They've been quiet lately. Scott, something going very on. very quiet. Hmm. But yeah. He's usually never this quiet. Yeah, she might be pregnant. Okay. You said it first. <laughs> oh, exclusive. exclusive. You, you heard it here first on the rocks, extra, Sophia. Extra, extra. <laughs> Richie is pregnant. But I will say, um, so basically, you know, Kim's catching all this shit about being a bitch. And Kim, but Kiki is going to go into a little bit about why that is so toxic. However, I do want to add, Courtney is an awful person, too. Um, there's another- It is toxic because I feel like we give family members a pass to say awful things to us and about us, about our bodies, about our appearance. And we're just supposed to accept that because they're family. Mm-hmm. That shit is unacceptable. Wrong. Just Kim, wrong. if you were my sister, I would be roasting your ass every day. Mm-hmm. Do not promote these toxic, toxic stereotypes that because she doesn't have 80 pounds of plastic surgery or whatever, because she actually wants to spend time with her children and not be on Snapchat or Twitter or sending people perfumes and chocolate cakes. That she's boring or uninteresting. <laughs> Eat a dick, Kim. You are still upset. <laughs> that damn perfume. Get out of here. All I know is on another promo. Because we don't give families a pass when, when family members say stuff to that. Like, and when people say stuff, people carry that shit with them for a long time. And that adds up resentment. So, no. Kim, that's not acceptable. Child, from what I heard, Shadi said... She's standing in her shit, and apparently she said she just might be getting mad at her all over again. Whatever. All I know is another promo came out, and basically they're supposed to be having some sort of business meeting, and Courtney's just, like, on 10. I don't know what happened, but Chloe was just staring at her like, did I miss something? And she just kept saying this very rude, vapid, shallow shit. And, Co- and Chloe just finally snapped and was like, what the fuck wrong with you, sis? Like, what's your problem? And she goes, you know, I'm just a bitch and blah, blah. And in that moment, Chloe says something that I can identify with. Chloe said, if I was not pregnant, I'd beat her ass. And I thought to myself, that's accurate. Maybe it's just me, but as I... Chloe, you don't have the hands. Sorry. We're not here to talk about that, Kiki. (laughs) We're here to talk about the fact that the simple (laughs) truth of the matter is, Y'all, I have, and I have told y'all several times. Keep that same energy for Tristan. It, that too, because. Hello. <laughs> but I will say that I'm a person that I truly believe if you give me 20 and I give you 10, you better bring your decibels down real fucking quick because I'll go to 30 on you and we could all have some problems. I, I just we'll all be fighting in this bitch. I don't do well with people like giving you extra. Like you know how they say you give you you give a person more and they ask for. Like, what is your problem, sis? And I also feel like and even though it's Chloe, y'all know how once again, y'all know how I feel about fucking with pregnant people except for Princess. <laughs> yes, throw a chair at Princess, but Chloe Kardashian, she gets a pass. Not even Chloe Kardashian. Well, matter of fact, you know what? I'm just staying in it, sis. I'm just like mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just thinking to myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Princess has that ass whooping coming, but I wouldn't say Chloe gets a pass either. However, what I will say is it's a situation of, like I said, don't give me shit. <sighs> I don't appreciate 
people giving me shit. It's just not my thing. Leave pregnant women alone. How about that? I guess. Leave them alone. I guess. Uh, what else do we have? Now that we're over reality TV. Um, kid, we just had a 20-minute dissertation on the Kardashians. It was only like seven minutes. It was 40 minutes. No, it wasn't. In Kardashian speak. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. My IQ just dropped. Um, Next case. Uh, Kid Fury. Yay! So, Kid Fury and my studs been lean away. <laughs> hey, okay, the way I feel about Drake is how um, Ashley feels about lean away. Oh, gosh. She got that hair. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm starting to feel things in my undercarriage. <laughs> Please don't listen to this part. <laughs> Skip over. <laughs> but um, yes, fine. Keep ass, that same <laughs> Fine ass, Lena Waithe. Oh god. Um, for those who don't know, Lena Waithe is like the shit. She's fucking hilarious on this last season of um, Dear White People. She was. She matter of fact, Lena Waithe is one hundred percent that bitch. How about she is. She's one hundred percent that bitch. Um, everyone in the TV media movie game knows that no one is fucking with her when it comes to this writing thing. So, basically, um, Lena and Kid Fury have inked a deal with HBO where Kid Fury is going to write a dark comedy. And he talked about on the read, I think he said it would be basically based on a black gay man in New York who has clinical depression, who's just kind of trying to, like, find his way. And everyone keeps thinking that it's, like, a self, or I guess, like, a biography. And he said it's not a biography. It's just, he's writing what he knows. Congrats to him. I'm very, very genuinely happy for him because he has, how do I say this without sounding shady? Um, He has been his genuine self throughout his entire career. Mm-hmm. He's been. He I cannot say that about a lot of other people. That's accurate. He has not hustled backwards. He has literally exactly. only gone up. He's been very selective about the projects he has taken on. He has only plateaued. There was no plummet. It was a plateau. I love him. He's unproblematic. He says what the fuck he wants to say. He never apologizes for feeling the way he feels. So, congrats to him. I'm very excited. And it's on HBO. That's that good coin. And he keeps saying he do- no one has picked it up yet, but um, I feel like that's probably maybe like five minutes away at this point. Like, there's no way no one is going to sit on that good <coughs> idea. There's no way. Lena Waithe, once again, Lena fucking Waithe. Who is going to say no to Lena Waithe? Who? Your studs fan. I, will, I know I won't say no to her, but you ain't heard that. <laughs> in more in more black creative news, um, Kenya Barris, aka the creator of Blackish, has announced that he is officially leaving ABC to go to Netflix. Ending his three year contract early. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out of ABC's way because they on that fuck shit. I genuinely saw this coming after the Colin Kaepernick episode got pulled, and I said to myself, less than a year. But it says nine figures. 
a nine-figure deal with Netflix. Child, I, I can't even count that high. I'm here for it. Can, can you I count here Because I can't which, count. Which, I mean, didn't Netflix say they went bankrupt last year? Girl. Girl. <laughs> In the words of white chicks, are we Martha Stewart broke or are we MC Hammer broke? <laughs> MC Hammer, no! <laughs> yeah, so I feel like Netflix was just Martha Stewart broke. And especially with that whole Roseanne thing that happened, I feel like ABC is not the place for him to be anyway. Yeah. Because although a lot of y'all were like, yay, they canceled her show, they shouldn't let her come back in the first place. That's exactly right. You didn't want to pull her until she became probably they greenlit a second episode a second season of her reboot after one episode. Yeah. After the whole Nazi thing. So I mean ABC, you're not gonna get no kudos from me. The right take it on the Netflix. Wall. Netflix is gonna be the place for diversity. That's gonna be the place where we're gonna see cutting edge projects be developed. That's where we have to go now because other than Netflix, what who else has given us diversity? With good projects, not VH1, not BET. It's HBO and Netflix. Hello, get your HBO Go Pass. Share your passwords if you're feeling generous. And let's. I just want to point out that y'all swore up and down after Debbie left, everything would be so better. They canceled um, Robin Thede's show. Who the? You know what? I was about to. I was about to. They said it never garnered an audience, so they canceled her show. I could it's really see her on Netflix. They really, matter of fact, either Netflix or Hulu should take her. I could Reform. see her on Hulu. Yeah, I could definitely see her with Hulu, but Netflix would be good because they already have that with, I think, Michelle Wolf and Joel McHale. Why not add Robin Thee to the mix? She deserves to be there just as much as everyone else. The only thing BT has going for them is this um, tired ass Bobby Brown movie. Oh, I thought you was about to say hit the floor. I was about to say, please don't say hit the floor. Now you know. <laughs> y'all, I cried, y'all. That's another show that I, I will not review anymore. Uh, What was it? <laughs> I want to say, like, the other day, Lamp and I were both doing homework, and I think Lamp finished his homework before I did, and hit the floor was playing, and he was like, do you realize how fucking awful this show is? And I was just like, I'm not really paying attention. You know, I've been doing my homework. I just need a background noise. I finished my homework assignment and I made it through three minutes. And I was like, oh, my God. And and I have to wonder, is this the curse of BET or is this just the fact or is it based on the fact that Asha, a.k.a. Taylor Page and Kimberly Elise and Dean Kane and <laughs> I'm just saying. Is is this because they left? Like, what is it? This is BET and their, their choice of programming, the quality of programming. They seem because to put all their money and energy into TV movies as as of late. And that's about it. Mm-hmm. So, y'all can have that. Because I thought about it, and it's like BET and VH1 are both owned under Viacom. So, what is it? Well, VH1 doesn't have amazing programming at the same time, so. But Hit the Floor was on VH1 first, and I I thought the first exactly were really good. So, it kind of, like I said. Oh, girl, you thought that was good? I enjoyed Hit the Floor the first two seasons. (laughs) It was at least watchable? Yeah, it was, like, like I said, this was unbearable. This whole (laughs) 
What the girl name is Eve. This whole Sheila Carter 2.0 situation. <laughs> it just is not making sense. I'm so-and-so's daughter. In case you didn't hear me, I was Rick Fox and the white lady's daughter. I was Olivia's daughter. I talked Literally. to myself in public. I'm her daughter, in case you didn't know, because I'm black and my mom was white. I'm her daughter. I'm sorry, no. did you hear me? I'm her daughter. We should have a drinking <laughs> Every time she states, that's just bad writing, okay? Nobody in dialogue is going to say, I'm so-and-so's daughter 80 times. I'd be drunk because it's going within 10 minutes. We're going to do it. What, next time I come to see you, we are going to watch an episode of Hit the Floor, and we will take shots. My liver might not make it, Lord. <laughs> but yeah, um, ooh, child, I just, oh, God. But shout out to Kenya Barris. I mean, what do you, so what's going to happen Netflix you know, with what happens with Blackish now? That's a, oh, God. What Does another writer take over, a new showrunner, or do they just? Well, it was created by him, but I don't know if he was in the writer's room. Well, was he in the writing room for the Kaepernick episode? That's you know? what I'm trying to figure. I don't remember. All I know is that is a very good question. What happens to Blackish? And because he signed this deal with Netflix, will Blackish work on like the Netflix format where all like twenty two episodes are released at one time? Um, I don't think so. We need because it's like a cla- You know, it has that formula of a classic sitcom. Well, and then also we we might be nearing the end of Blackish because if this shit with Anthony Anderson turns out, I tried to, have, to tell y'all <laughs> if this shit with Anthony Anderson grows legs and really takes flight, I Black-ish tried to tell y'all about him. <laughs> I told y'all niggas. I told y'all. I told y'all niggas. Y'all, niggas. Um, y'all thought I was playing, but I told y'all niggas. You know how they say bad things happen in threes? Oh, child. Let's just wait for one more thing to happen, and I'm pretty sure this will be the the last season of Blackish. Yeah, because like I'm ready for Tracy Tracy Ellis Ross. I feel like like every four or five years she gets bored. Yeah, that is true. Cause she and I was this girlfriend to happen. So let's go. We I need girlfriends. I just hello. Okay. <sighs> I just need. I need. I mean, I'm getting my Mara Akil feel with Black Lightning and Love Is. I am getting that because she's a phenomenal writer. Like, you will never take that away from that woman. She be writing. But yeah, if we have to bid Blackish farewell, it is what it is because there's no other... I don't see what other network they could work on. And perhaps it's time because Yara is on Freeform. Isn't she with Grownish? Yeah, she, yeah Grownish is with Freeform. Still ABC, but, you know. Yeah, so it's just they, like... That was highly successful in its first season, so I'm pretty sure they're going to keep Grownish still going on over there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Diane and Jack, they did... Well, um... What is Jack's real name? Miles. Jack's, Jack's real name is Miles, and then Diane's real name is... Oh, my God, what is Diane's real name? I don't know her real... Marsai? Yeah, Marsai. God, she has. Um, doesn't she have a project with Issa Rae? Yeah. So like, they both the kids who came up on the show, they both have grown up through that show. So now it would be a perfect time for them to branch out. Lawrence Fishburne and Jennifer Lewis are always going to be paid. They're Jennifer Lewis and Lawrence fucking Fishburne. That's Ike Turner. That's Ike 
fucking Turner. Now I'm going to go watch What's Love Got to Do With It just because you said that. But yeah, <laughs> everyone will be fine. Everyone will be fine. I genuinely feel like it. Tracy will still be Tracy fucking Ellis Ross. Um, Everyone will... Unfortunately, as we have learned with this Me Too movement, um, these niggas still end up working and life <sighs> goes on, unfortunately. So that nigga will be fine. Uh, like I said, the kids will be fine. The little boy who plays Devontae, he'll be fine. Like, it's just, if it's time to end it, it's time to end it. Bye. Yeah. Um, You got any more TV talk? Drake. Let's talk about Drake again. Zendaya and Drake are going to um have a teen drama yes. they produced called Euphoria on HBO. HBO is just pulling everything. Um, my, when I was watching Gossip Girl, I used to think this show would be so much better on HBO. More sex scenes. Because if you read the books, it was, it was about <laughs> that life. So I'm excited. HBO is coming for the Black people. They're coming for y'all. <laughs> I think they're probably they going to give us content. Different. They're probably trying to regroup. And after I really feel better. like this is Drake's chance to do the Degrassi that he wanted to do. Oh my god, that would be. Um, living single? Are you? Would you be interested in that no. reboot? No. Leave living single where it's at. I don't believe. I don't like the reboot trend to begin with. I don't like it. It's just I feel like the whole. I feel like the whole appeal is it's nostalgia, and I feel like nostalgia is just that. It's something that we can think highly of, and then we move on. I don't want to, because first of all, do we really want to deal with Kyle Barker and his fucking jazz <sighs> pop popping ass in the year of our Lord 2018? That goddamn Billy Goat. Do and we? I don't want to be shady, but I don't, Kyle don't have it no more. Um, I would like, you know how the game was a spinoff of Girlfriends? Yes. Let's do something like that. I, yeah, I could, first of all, I could get behind if Erica Alexander was on it because Erica Alexander has really been creating some amazing content. So I could get behind it if she's a writer and you know if there were influences and homage to Living Single. Yeah. I do not, I would not understand how we can, because the way Living, so are we picking up Max and Kyle <laughs> got their kid. Um, Sinclair and Ovi have their kids. Possibly. They had a little girl. Yeah, so they got their little girl. Um, Khadijah and Scooter, which I would love to see Scooter. Oh God! One day we're gonna have an episode. Black Lightning. One day we're gonna have an episode about the men we lusted for, and I'm just yeah, I'm gonna these re- men. Let's do that. Cause I'm I was watching re- Waiting to Exhale the other day, and I was like, you know what, Wesley's nice, Wesley. Child. That was the only time I was attracted to Wesley Snipes. All I'm saying is, I've been in love with Cress Williams since I was like five. He's just been perfection ever since. But yeah, so we got Scooter and Khadijah, um, Regine and the um, tech giant she married. That would be an interesting story to see now. I would like to see it now, but like the reality of it is, like the we whole don't need appeal- Sinclair and Overton. I'm sorry. The whole appeal of living single was they were all like on a journey to get to a certain point. I don't know if the same excitement would be there now that they're at the point. Like Khadijah, prob- the magazine is probably amazing. She done moved into like a digital footprint and like probably grown into this media empire. Regine probably got like a clothing line or something. 
Sinclair probably has an acting school that also doubles as a carpentry school. So Overton can, Overton can teach people how to be the handyman. <laughs> and Max and um Kyle probably own my they probably just they'll probably move from London. Like, I just I don't see it. I like I said, a backdoor pilot to a spinoff, I would enjoy that. I don't want to reboot though. Yeah, Hollywood. Let's just reboot everything. Why can't let's y'all reboot just, a reboot? Why Why can't y'all just give pilots to these? Because doesn't pilot season like usually feel like almost like a hundred things? It's like maybe more than that. Yeah, like at least way more than that. They don't give these writers any chance because it's easier to go back and copy off of something and get it greenlit. It sucks, my friend. It truly sucks. Any more TV talk? Uh, I don't have anything else in my notes. That is pretty much it. Do you want to go into On That Note? Let's go into On That Note. Okay, I'll let you start with the note. On That Note? (laughs) I wanted to read. Who wrote that note? Who wrote that note? You wrote that note. Ron, Ron, Ron. Ron stuck his head between a cocktail waitress's boobs. <laughs> I just want to go on record and say Sammy beat J Wild's ass, but we I'm checking out. I'm checking out. You go ahead. Girl. My on that note segment is dedicated to Vogue magazine. Yes, Anna Wintour. I'm talking about you and your shrinking neck. So Beyonce was. I fucking said it. Beyonce was chosen to be on the cover of the September issue. If y'all know anything about print magazines, the September issue is the most coveted fashion issue for nearly any fashion publication. Vogue, Elle, Glamour, but September Vogue is that bitch. So Beyonce um, decided to hire, which I did not know, the first black photographer to shoot a Vogue cover in 126 years. That's crazy. His name is Tyler Mitchell. He's only 20, 23 years old, a baby. Born in Atlanta, NYU grad. I had to, let me just put this into emphasis one more time. The first black photographer to shoot a cover of Vogue. This is 2018. That's, that's really insane to me. Cause like, that is fucking crazy. Because I think about two words. Gordon Parks. How did Gordon Parks not shoot? Oh. How you pass up on Gordon fucking Parks? Vogue. What, what's, what's the, while we should be celebrating, I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, what's going on? Print is already a starving medium as it is now. People don't really buy magazines. Mm-hmm. I have a subscription to Vogue. Vogue is the size of a Cheesecake Factory menu. Oh my god! And y'all have the audacity to be selective, and I'm pretty sure if I looked it up, um, they only use Annie Leibovitz. She shoots all the covers. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe Bruce Weber, who has recently come under fire for a Me Too movement thing. You mean to tell me in 126 years, this is the first time a black person is shooting the cover? Shame. Well, you can suck my dick from the back. Shame up. You should be embarrassed. And Anna Wintour is supposed to supposedly stepping down, so Oh uh, wow. Who's taking her job? 
they don't know it's it's quiet it's hush hush i hope it has not that's why we've had so many damn kardashians on the covers lately but um i didn't know beyonce would be the civil rights activist that i needed in my life Speaking so shout out to beyonce uh on thank you beyonce too. on the run two is in 11 days no 16 days i believe 16 days and in seven days you will be joining me in Charleston for Beyonce brunch. I stay in a legend. We, we, we haven't confirmed that last part. We're going to confirm it. <laughs> I, I will be at the Beyonce concert at Williams Bryce on August 21st with one of my childhood best friends, Tony, and we're going to be getting our lives. I have my outfit together. I'm wearing all black workout leggings, tank top, and three <laughs> You want to know why? Because I'm going to give Beyonce 110%. When she points at me and says, don't you fuck up this choreography. The I'm information. To the money. Everybody mad. I'm going to give Beyonce my all because Beyonce gave her all to me. She gives us her all every time. So thank you, Beyonce. Thank you. Thank you. Vogue can still suck my dick. Okay. <laughs> we don't deserve her. We, we don't. We really don't. Also, on that note, <laughs> of Anna Wintour and um, Beyonce, fuck Azalea Banks. Um, anyway. Oh Lord. Next. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not even getting into it. I'm just. I just. No. 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 Let's go. Let's go. Fuck her. <laughs> anyway, my my on that note verbal fade is going to. Oh Lord. Some woman. Get, well, actually, no. According to her, she's an old woman. Um, so y'all have heard me refer to myself as an auntie on this show. Y'all know everyone who knows me personally knows that I am like the oldest young person on the planet. I come home, I've changed into my house court uh, house coat, my muumu or my caftan. I put my hair in a bonnet or a scarf. I play old school music when I clean or when I cook. I am always dishing out hardcore reads and facts when my friends ask me for advice. And I'm just a really, I act older than I am. And that comes from having parents who adopted me when they were in their 40s. And then also, I'm an only child. So I didn't grow, and my cousins lived like 30 minutes away. So I grew up way older than what I am. Like, I'm supposed to be 27 years old tomorrow. My birthday's tomorrow, August <laughs> But I, I'm supposed to be a 20-something, but in real life, I'm a 54-year-old woman named Gladys. I work a nice little job, and I come home, and I just sigh when I realize the chicken has not defrosted in time. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm just 100% not here for y'all shenanigans. And I have always been the mom slash auntie. It's never been about the fact that I look a certain way. It's solely been, I've been mature, more mature than the people around me. That's not to like shade them, but I've always been older. That's just, I've always acted like an old woman. Like I'm Sophia Petrillo sometimes. So a young lady who's not really young by the name of Jazz Fly on Twitter. Um, Y'all can go tweet her and mention her and tell her, fuck that bitch. Um, <clears throat> basically, she tweeted this story or this tweet about how she thinks that the auntie trend is condescending and it's defamatory to black women, especially because 
it's y'all's way of saying that y'all view women as undesirable. She equated the term auntie with um mammy, and she just you know way of people's way of calling you old and undesirable and tired and blah blah blah. Saying all this shit, a few hours later, homegirl went to a Charlie Wilson and Earth Wind and Fire concert. Yes, y'all heard me correctly. She went to a fucking auntie jam. First of all, who would not want to go see Charlie Wilson? I fucks with Charlie Wilson. Um, and Earth, Wind, and Fire. I played the live version of the <laughs> every morning. Verdine, Verdine, <laughs> Maurice. But yeah, so like, she went to this concert, and so she tweeted about it. And a girl read, well, a girl quoted it and said, "This set looks like the ultimate auntie experience." She did not refer to Jasmine as an auntie. She did not call her that. She just said, "This is an experience." Jazzfly proceeds to call this girl everything but a child of God. She calls her ugly. She talks about how she might be old, but she can take her man. Blah blah blah. She then starts tweeting all these full body pictures. It's all this bullshit. She gets dragged by her edges and then wants to be like, y'all are just mad because I told the truth and the truth of the matter is it's just not cute to be referred to as that. Sis, let me explain something to you. It is completely fine to tell people you don't want to be called a certain name. Even though nobody called you that shit in the first place. You that desperate for attention that you went looking for someone so you could pretend to shade them. The truth of the matter is you are completely entitled to feeling how you feel. However, there is no need to lie. There's no need to make up this. Like, really? It blows my mind that, and not just her, but in general, it blows my mind how most of y'all will get on social media, regardless of whether it's Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, wherever. Y'all will fix y'all fingers to type out the asinine shit that is completely devoid of rhetoric and logic and the second someone says eh, eh, no ma'am no sir all of a sudden it's but why are y'all all in my mentions mad at me what did I say it's just my opinion blah 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 you know what you're absolutely right but it's a fucked up opinion sis and we will not have it I said we will not have it all <laughs> Um, first of all, auntie is an extreme term of endearment to me. It is. My aunts on both sides of my family have been pivotal in the formation of the woman I am today. Mm-hmm. They are the people you go to when sometimes you feel you can't speak to your parents. Oh, child. I can give y'all a whole testimony on aunties, but then I'll be crying in the next 15 minutes because I recently lost my dear auntie last year. So what's this bitch's name? Jazzfly. Jazzfly, sit the fuck down. You can't take anybody's man. <laughs> I don't get how she equate, equated auntie to mammy. Like, that I, sounds like some all, hotep shit that you just pulled right out of your ass. I'm asshole. telling y'all the same thing I tweeted yesterday. Y'all act like uh, the whole point of an auntie is like... I aspire to one day become an auntie. 
I'm already an auntie. Let me tell you something. I'm going to be that auntie that is 40 and single and going to Essence Fest that will let y'all rent my place out as an Airbnb while I'm in New Orleans getting my groove on. Yes, that is who I want to be. The question was asked, what type of auntie are you? And I explained, I'm the auntie that's married. I ain't got no kids yet. Me and my husband be traveling, but we also give each other space. Those are the best aunties that don't have kids. They have the best because they give you all their love. I eventually want them, but like, you know, right now, I'm a childless (laughs) auntie. Uh, I just came from my god, my second goddaughter's birthday party. My my youngest godbaby turned one, and me, Auntie Ash, loves you. She, she got the presents. Me and her uncle Jamar, who was also her godfather, we be spoiling that baby. We get fussed at by her mother for always sending that baby stuff. My other goddaughter, Jordan. Jordan got school supplies she needs. So guess what? Auntie is taking her ass to Target and Office Depot tomorrow and getting her baby some pencils and some Kleenex. Auntie, you want to know why? Because like Kiki said, aunties are so important. Y'all, I think that's y'all problem. Y'all don't understand the importance of a village. Y'all don't understand how how necessary it is to have a tribe behind you, nurturing you and pushing you and cheering for you and empowering you. One of my best memories comes from when one of my aunts took me to the side after high school and she sat down with me and she said, Ash, you're a good kid. Of course, your mom is going to be very overprotective. Once again, like I told her, I'm an only child. She was like, your mom is going to be overprotective of you and she's going to try and shield you from experiences. Let me tell you this right quick. Don't let nobody talk to you no kind of way. Don't let no one put you in any situation where you feel uncomfortable. The knowledge that I have gotten from my aunties is stuff that has literally changed my life. I would not be the auntie I am to my nieces and my little nephews if I was not the product of my aunties and what they did for me so for her to sit there and talk about how it's a physical thing it crack is that what you're smoking crack is it i just don't like how we have an image of a black woman that is supportive and loving and nurturing and giving and she kind of flipped it what's wrong with being nurturing like are we supposed we're supposed to be angry ashley you know we supposed to be angry. <laughs> like you want us to be sapphire sis, like angry and ignorant. And I just girl bye. I just don't understand. And like I said, I don't understand. You know what? Maybe she, she didn't have that auntie. conclusion. Huh? Maybe she didn't grow up with an auntie. Child. That would explain a lot. I'd be so disappointed if that was my niece. I'd have been like, what the fuck you Who the said? fuck raised you? aunties don't be fucking sis aunties be the main ones fucking because they either got a husband who they be fucking <laughs> or they're like kiki they're the rich single auntie who be going and get her chakra cons realigned hello hello drink and be back at me. and be them aunties. Imagine aunties be the main one who put you on game about sex because your mama won't do it aunties be the main one that be like you don't need to call this nigga uncle because he only gonna be around for this week what is an auntie's favorite line don't tell your mama I told you this. Don't tell your mama I gave you this. Don't let your mama know. Hide that so mm-hmm. your mama don't see. It's, it, we're like the, we are the guardians of the wisdom of life and really good wine. <sighs> that is true. Yeah. My aunt always had a bottle of 
um, crown for me when I was was. You lost crown apple. She was like, you know, I don't drink this, but since you're here, I got your bottle right here. I can't wait to have my nieces come over. My aunt had a full stock bar in her house. I'm gonna be that aunt. I'm going to. She had plastic on her living room. I was only in that living room probably twice in my entire 29 years of living. Clyde has just kept. I'm the auntie with the fully stocked bar now. She had a full service bar. I aspire to be her. I will be her one day. Matter of fact, aunties are also hospitable. Kiki will tell y'all, I am a nurturer and a hostess by nature. Ashley cooked me a full course breakfast complete with mimosas after I had been around running around town like a unholy lady. <laughs> Ashley woke up. She put on her muumu. Ashley cooked me pancakes, eggs, breakfast, sausage, and took me home with a to-go plate. Get you an auntie. Get you an auntie. And on that note, we are done. Any last sentiments kiki or are we out of here two last shout out shout out to my homeboy ben who is a huge fan of the show ben again he is my brother from another mother and i love him so shout out to ben and also shout out to my podcast partner ashley to my is her birthday throw that ass in the circle i will not be throwing my ass in the circle because my knees are bad (laughs) <laughs> I just want to say that it's been a pleasure to have known you for the amount of years that we, I still feel cheated that we did not get to become friends until my Don't last show year. Up. At, at, until <laughs> our last year at USC, but it is truly a pleasure to call you a friend. You are always there for me when I need you. Don't you show out, no. You don't judge me. This is how I knew, quick story, this is how I knew Ashley was that bitch. One of my last nights, remember we were at Copper Beach? Yes. And I don't know, I, I swear to y'all, I only have one drink. I cleared a step that just did not exist and I fell. And before I could even realize that I had fell, Ashley had already picked me up and dusted off my knees and my hands. I didn't even get to feel the impact of the fall. I was like, she's a real bitch. She's a real bitch. You were like, girl, get up, get up. We got this. We got this. We got this. And I was like, I was in awe. I was like, I love this bitch. I love oh her. Oh my God. I can't believe you remember that. I will, I will always remember that because that's when I knew you were truly my friend. <laughs> oh God, Kiki, I told you not to show out. You're making me cry. No, but I love you, and you are an auntie. And whenever I come, you are so hospitable to me, and you treat me like I am your child, even though I'm older than you. And I love it. So I appreciate you, girl. Happy birthday! And I cannot wait to twerk and throw my ass in a circle at your wedding. And watch you marry the man of your dreams. I love you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you love me. You really love me. You like me. You really like me. But yeah, shout out to Ashley. Um, tomorrow's her birthday. So if y'all want to show her some love, throw your ass in a circle and, um, you know, throw some money in my cash app. Cash app bill. her, Venmo her, Google Pay, Apple Pay, yes. PayPal, Square Cash. I got it all. Day. <laughs> but thank you so much Kiki you you's a real one that's a real butch you's a real butch you's 100% <laughs> that butch 102 minus 2 
Mm-hmm. Hey, <laughs> thank y'all for listening to another episode of On the Rocks with Ash and Kiki. We will see y'all next time. I'll see you tonight, Drake. <laughs> mm. Kiki, do you love? Yes. Okay. All right, y'all. Bye. Bye.